Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 38. Today we're discussing the merits for health of cutting out alcohol and replacing it with flavoured sugar syrup. I got the idea a couple of weeks ago really when I was talking to Tristan about our up and coming live this week and he said let's try, and I can't mention it, you'll have to find out what that sugar syrup is tonight on the live and it kind of really sort of inspired me I, I'd finished uh, a strawberry liqueur and a raspberry liqueur very recently and sort of thought oh I've really got to replace them but you know it's quite expensive to replace them with you know an alcoholic liqueur and then I suddenly dawned on me why don't I just try sugar syrup instead but more about that a little bit later on so I really wanted to have a bit of heart to heart with you you know I just wanted to understand and I'd love if you had the opportunity to uh, drop me a line either via direct message to Gin Ignite or, or Twitter or gin.gossip at ginignite.com if you want to send me an email. I'd love to know you know are you getting value from the podcast? What would you like to see in the podcast? How can I you know deliver better for you? I appreciate that there haven't been very many guests on recently and I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I am aiming to sort of uh, change that around a bit, but it's just uh, proving to be a bit difficult. I, I used to be a bit more flexible in the week, and at the moment, obviously with a new job, I just you know I've got to put my heart and soul into that. So um, and and I'm absolutely loving it, but uh, you know it does mean that it has a sort of a bit of a knock-on effect to 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 the podcast. And something that has dawned on me and. The, one of the reasons I'm doing the live on YouTube this week with Tristan is maybe the podcast needs to sort of, if you like, sort of slightly change and move more into the sort of live realm just because I think it's much easier to kind of get guests on. You know, people know kind of what, what to expect. It also is a bit easier for me from the point of view you don't really need to edit it because it's kind of edited. Um, a bit scary, I have to say, but... Uh, Still, it's a really sort of interesting thing to do. So I'd be very interested if you have the opportunity to watch the live with Tristan and myself, which is happening tonight, Friday, the 19th of February at eight o'clock. Obviously, it will be recorded. So if you want to watch it afterwards, that's absolutely fine. I appreciate that sometimes it's difficult to, to sort of see them. I know there's quite a lot of lives that I tend to catch up with afterwards. So that's absolutely fine. But it would be great if you, you know, if you did like it, if you could just drop a line or, or leave some comments there just to, to find out what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. I'd just be very interested in having your feedback. So if you're able to do that, it'd be wonderful. My weekly gin recommendation this week is Leonard's Lee Garden Botanical Gin. Leonard's Lee is actually very close to where I live. And I was given this uh, as a Christmas present by John Lane. Thank you very much. And a shout out to you too, because I know they absolutely love this gin. and. I kind of got excited because the distillery is very, very close to me. It's Cabin Pressure Spirits. And I always like to, you know, sort of find out about, about uh, local distilleries if I can. 
I was kind of a bit worried, though, because, you know, how can you sort of translate? Lensley is, is sort of a botanical garden, really, um, or, or, you know, sort of gardens around around uh, Lensley House. And uh, it it really, I think it's difficult to sort of capture that in, in a kind of gin, but they absolutely have. They really have. It's a lovely sort of floral gin. The, the nose of the gin has a sweet floral aroma, uh, as you kind of expect, given what I've just said. And the flavour profile starts with a dryness followed by a rose flavour, sweetened by the honey in there and kind of elongated, I believe, anyway, with the chamomile from talking about Charles and Mike. I know that their their gin has uh, chamomile in to to elongate the flavour a bit. And then at the end of the flavour, you get the lovely lavender as a sort of really lovely bonus. Quite interesting and not something uh, I've experienced before. Normally you get a little bit of a change and obviously I put in my Mediterranean tonic when I had it as a, as a gin and tonic. But the lavender really comes to the front of the profile really quite strongly. You know, you almost don't get the other the other flavours, yet when you taste it neat, it's completely the other way around, which is very, very interesting. I think it'd be very interesting in a cocktail, particularly with like a lavender-based sugar syrup, more about that a bit later on, and uh, or maybe the Stolino rosé aperitivo, I think would be very interesting. There are so many different flavours. I think you could also play on the honey. You could play on the chamomile a bit. Although the chamomile doesn't necessarily come through. You know, obviously the the roses, as I said, you know, lavender. It's really a lot of botanicals in there to to play with. And really exciting. I've got another uh, cabin pressure, their their standard London dry gin. And I'm really looking forward to that now because they just really have got some it's sort of a botanically rich kind of flavour to it, really, that I really, really liked. And I, I honestly didn't think I'd be saying this, but it's definitely got to the top of my very long buying list, and I would really recommend trying it. They also do it in a 10-centilitre bottle, which is really good for testing purposes, I have to say, because normally it's, you know, obviously in 50-centilitre. Sorry, not... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sorry, it's normally in 5-centilitre, and this is in 10-centilitre, so it gives you a really good chance to sort of try try the gin. Okay, so the yin and yang of sugar syrups. And what do I mean about that? Well, the yin is kind of you're replacing alcohol, which, you know, as we know, you know, you don't want to have too much of it. So that, that's a good thing. But the sort of yang of it is, yeah, but you're replacing it with sugar, which is also not a good thing. So, you know, alcohol, actually, if you look at it, quite often is not that calorific. It's quite often the things you put with it, particularly if you, you know, have cocktails. And, you know, we all know that having cocktails is probably not the best thing for us, especially if you have sort of two or three of them. You know, it's, it's you know, it's probably not that, that great for you. But if you're maybe doing it once a week, I'm not sure. I'm sure a health professional would probably tell you to, well, you, why don't you have one every other day or something rather than having three in an, in, in an evening? But, you know, it's, it's whatever kind of works for you, really. You know, I always remember the story about, you know, if you ask a security professional about browsing the internet, what would they say? And they'd say, don't browse the internet. Don't have the internet at all. You know, throw out that router. You know, a firewall is 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 okay and it protects you from certain things, but it's not going to protect you from everything. So, um, you know, I guess you could say, well, don't have any alcohol because it's bad for you. But, you know, a little bit of moderation is, is a good thing. And, and the same sort of thing with sugar syrup as well. I have to be honest, it's a really interesting experiment. 
And I found particularly strawberry and raspberry liqueurs, which essentially I had the strawberry and raspberry liqueurs. So essentially they were in my cupboard and actually it was quite good to do some cocktails with them because they kind of used them up. However, it is actually, when you look at it, quite expensive to replace them. And I'm not sure, you know, if I'm buying like a, a £10 bottle of sugar syrup, that's probably going to last me way longer than if I buy a 50 centilitre bottle of strawberry liqueur. I can put that money towards buying a bottle of gin, which I'd far rather do than, you know, than, than have sort of, if you like, sort of those peripheral, peripheral spirits in there. And the thing I like about replacing with the sugar syrup is generally you're kind of getting two for one. So, if, you know, if you're doing something like a daiquiri, you can almost get away with not putting the citrus in because effectively you, you're putting in a different form of fruit. Now, they do a lime sugar syrup, for example. Now, I, I have to say, I think I'd probably still put the citrus in and add a, an additional flavour you know, with, with, the, with the sugar syrup, but... I think my days of just putting in sugar syrup are a little bit gone. You know, I, I kind of like the idea of, of replacing it with the same amount, but this time with a, a, a flavour to it, because the flavour certainly, the monin, uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce it exactly, but those syrups are absolutely fabulous and they've got a really strong flavour and you don't have to put much in. So does it work? You know, can you get the double whammy of the sugar hit and the performance taste? And the answer for me anyway is a profound yes. Less alcohol, more taste. So I decided after my talk with Tristan and him encouraging to, to buy this particular syrup, which I won't tell you about because you have to join the live tonight to find out about it. But I decided to actually expand and, and rather than buy, you know, one sugar syrup, I decided to buy a few Le Syrup de Mona, and uh, I want to talk about them now. So um, the first one is, is strawberry, and I've already used it in a daiquiri. I'd like to use it in, in a martini. It's got a really rich taste to it. I just used did sort of a very traditional daiquiri, so I had the, the strawberry uh, syrup, effectively was my sugar syrup. I had uh, lime in there. And I had Romantogen from the Gaojin Company. Absolutely fantastic. And you will have seen that come out this week in, uh, in my feed. Also, Blackberry. Now, I know that Vanessa, who I know you, you know that I talk about an awful lot, um, who's like my mixology master, she does quite a lot of stuff with Blackberry and it's actually really really interesting in a sugar syrup really like that and one thing that i really wanted to try was hibiscus you know i've had a hibiscus tonic but i'm never quite sure where i am with hibiscus tonic just because i don't have it very often and hibiscus is a really lovely kind of floral taste again if you had a look at my feed this week i did that with um, romantogen again and I did have to offset it slightly, so I actually ended up adding a little bit of raspberry syrup um, just to offset the flavour a bit. Not because um, I didn't want to taste the hibiscus, because I absolutely did, but it's a bit Campari-esque in the, in the dryness, so it, it's quite surprising. You, you don't realise it's got, got a sweetness like, like, very much like Campari. It, it's not the dryness that you get in Campari, but it, it very much has a really 
lovely sweet taste to it but then it really drops off and, and dries you know dries out so i found adding that little bit of raspberry just you know added to it obviously again you know what i'm saying <laughs> try not to have too much sugar obviously you do have to add a bit of sugar for that but it, it is worth it just to get the balance of, of the of the the cocktail right also they do a honey and it's very interesting because the honey is is kind of not too sweet and it's actually quite runny I discovered when tonight is Shrove Tuesday when I'm recording this that it doesn't really work well with pancakes. It's a little bit insipid, but it is very nice because it is sweet, but not too sweet and, and, and very runny. So absolutely quite interesting for, for I think, for some hot serves particularly. Um, you know, I can think of a few winter cocktails that I'll just try out with. Also had pineapple as well. And I'm really looking forward to using that, but I'm going to have to be very selective, I think, with the gin. I am debating whether it would go with Law Gin. I think that would be an interesting because Law Gin has got, you know, it's very diverse in its flavour profile. And I think I think I might be quite interested to try that. I think it might kind of work. Might might work as a daiquiri, possibly. I'm I'm really into my daiquiris at the moment. I just think they're really interesting. Some of the, you know, sort of depth of flavours, you know, the same kind of recipe, but you just get some really, you know, strawberry daiquiri was really really interesting but you know you do an orange based daiquiri and it's just totally different sort of flavor profile but the same kind of core ingredients really really interesting the thing that really blew my mind is the monan sugar syrups are really wide and varied there are really sort of floral ones like rose lavender or violet some sort of really lovely kind of ah sort of Caribbean-esque kind of ones like coconut, passion fruit, mango. And I've kind of included vanilla. I guess vanilla's not not there. I mean, vanilla you normally sort of associate with having coffees, but I could really imagine it in awesome, lovely gins. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, no, I can, I can really imagine that being really, really nice. And also cherry as well. You know, my unfortunately, my cherry brandy is coming to the end of its life, and I think... It will get replaced. Ginger as well. And uh, this is a particular one for Claire at the Edge, who I'll be talking about in just a minute, who's my Instagram shout-out this week. Lychee, Claire. Lychee. Absolutely amazing. Just think of the lychee martinis. Just a little bit of sweetness with the lychees. Mmm, lovely. So why don't you go out there and try them? I sincerely don't think you'll be disappointed. My shout-out this week, as I said for Instagram is Claire at the Edge Gin. Claire is one of the most lovely people I know and she's absolutely fantastic to talk to. She came on the podcast and was brilliant in describing a brand, how they distill their wonderful gins, a bit about their gins, a bit about their brand, a bit about how she cut her and Mike, her husband, got into the sort of gin scene when they, they were sort of entertainers on um, cruise ships and uh, sort of musical entertainers and uh, came back to this country and weren't really sure what they wanted to do and then a friend of theirs kind of introduced them to gin and uh, their sort of passion kind of went from there and what a great what a great brand that they have it's so playful around the wizard of Alderley Edge and it really d- inspires sort of many people to do so many amazing things it really inspired me to do a series of cocktail making with uh, Merlin, the Wizard of Audley Edge, 
and we had a, a great time sort of mixing a, a load of cocktails and it was absolutely fantastic and really it's the thing I think that started my kind of mixology journey so I'm, I'm very grateful to Claire, Mike and obviously Merlin at the Wizard of Audley Edge. The gin's also wonderful from their London Dry gin with goji berries which makes it just that little bit unique to other London Dry gins. The orange gin, which surprisingly for me, because I don't generally like orange gins because I find them a bit sweet and a bit in your face with, with the orange, is so versatile, the orange gin, the edge gin. It absolutely, it's happy in cocktails, but it's just as happy in a G&T. And it really doesn't matter what G&T, you don't have to pair it with a G&T to kind of flavour it down. It's just absolutely fantastic on its own. The pear gin that they do also is a very, very versatile gin with a unique taste. And again, happy in a G&T, happy in a cocktail. And if you're lucky enough to live in Cheshire, which seems to be one of the many capitals of gin in this country, look out for them. If you go to the market, you'll definitely see them on the markets. And if you haven't already, go and have a look at their brand. Go to www.theedgegin.co.uk. I would love to hear from you if you want to get in touch at ginignite on Instagram or Twitter or you can get hold of me on gin.gossip at ginignite.com The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everyone took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend and whether you decide to Stay in because you can't party at the moment. Hopefully it's coming to an end soon, folks. I will be with you in spirit. Seriously, though, enjoy your weekend and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers. Cheers.